from the Alex Trebek stage at Sony Picture Studios, this is Inside Jeopardy! Hello and welcome back to Inside Jeopardy, your exclusive and official podcast destination for all things happening in the world of Jeopardy. I'm Sarah Foss and I'm joined today by a feet up Buzzy Cohen. I'm just living large here in the Inside Jeopardy studio. Oh my goodness, you are. I wish you guys could see it. You know, impeccable loafers and fashionable socks, but he's got his feet up in the pod today. I'll put him down. I feel like I'm making people uncomfortable. Oh no. No? Feel comfortable. Feel yeah. relaxed. We I want just... that to be how people feel when they're listening to the pod. You know, Jeopardy is such an intense on the edge of your seat, as we'll get into in these games for this week. And I think that when people come to Inside Jeopardy, it should feel like a warm hug. I want them to feel like, okay, we're going to recap the games, but you're going to be comfortable. Whose hug is warmer? It's a safe place. It's obviously yours. I'm like the neurotic one here. No, I think you offer a very warm pod hug. Okay. Right. Well, you know who else is offering hugs in the world of Jeopardy knowledge? (laughs) It's our champions. Yes. You know, we talk about it all the time. How can you prepare for Jeopardy? Is there a study guide? You hear it over and over again. Well, just this week. Somebody said, do they tell you what categories to study? And I don't know how that rumor got how started. Does it, how does it still happen? It still happens. Drives me crazy. There's no study guide, people, in case you haven't heard. But, you know, you've offered your tips. Yep. Ken has offered tips. And now a few of our Jeopardy alumni have put together a resource to help. David Mayberry from Season 37 has created a guide. It's called The Call. And he's gathered some good voices. Erica Hasek, mm-hmm. TOC from this year. Coriana Tato, Brian Chang, and John Folk from this recent TOC. Verlinda Henning, Zachary Newkirk, also from the TOC. Matea Roach from Masters. Courtney Shaw, she broke that streak a couple seasons ago when we had no streaking champions. Mm-hmm. Sean Sweeney, Rowan Ward, Cindy Zhang. So many of them contributing about their unique experiences preparing for the show. And... If you've received the call, this could be where you go now to get your answers. I love that. And nobody knows what it's like to be on the stage better than past contestants. So if you head over to the Buzzer blog, you will see some really great material from the people who know it best. David actually explained that this is a living document. He wrote, just because you weren't in the first edition doesn't mean we want to leave you out. Reach out to us to add your wisdom. I think you might be uh, looking to Chris Panulo and some of our other recent champs maybe yes. to contribute. And it was a great read. And I think anyone who is preparing to be on the show is looking for any way to add to their prep list. And I think just fans of the show want to know, like, what do people do? You get the call. Like, what do you do? What did you do, Buzzy? Oh, I did a lot. I mean, <laughs> the first time I got the call, I probably didn't do as much as I should. I watched the show with the clicker in my finger, you know, that classic yes. preparation. I actually do not have a TiVo, still don't have a TiVo kind of recorder, so I would have to yeah. go to a friend's house to make sure. I love it. With yeah. your toilet paper holder? or <laughs> I didn't do the toilet. I had the, the pen <laughs> from the audition, you know, the, the pen with the red top oh, yeah. that they used to give to yes. us. That was like the clicker pen. The clicker pen. Um, but as you know... As time went on, my preparation got much more oh, intense. Yes. I went to the gym. I was getting quizzed while hanging from a chin-up bar. I was doing buzzer practice. I was borrowing reaction time drills from the NFL. Yes. Because it's a similar thing, right? NFL it is. False start. We have a false start in Jeopardy. Absolutely. So, yeah. Anyway. That signaling device, very, very sensitive. Yes. Buzz in too late, locked out. Buzz in too early, locked out. Yep. It's where you got to be right on that line. Right on the line. And something else we got a first glimpse of this past week 
were our Jeopardy Masters on the Alex Trebek stage. You may have seen it. Our social and digital team shared two new promos. Game Faces. For our primetime event. Oh, yeah, it's Game Faces. This was captured on, we had like a press and promo day before Mm -hmm. they started recording. We captured all this footage on a RED camera, so it's really high quality, 4K. It's shot in slow motion, and we speed it up, so it's super dramatic. Um, it'll be also featured in some of the footage for the main titles and the mm. opens leading into Masters. So a little sneak peek. And people have been pointing out sneak peek of some new set changes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a completely new set, but there were some enhancements that we added to really... A zhuzh. little zhuzh. Yeah. little primetime zhuzh to give it that Masters primetime prime feeling. The key art, the the poster for Masters also was released last week, and it's got, you know, Ken and the six Masters. They're standing in front of what we're calling the mega board. It's a clue board that just keeps going with categories and clues. It seems to go on forever. Little Easter egg about that. Every clue and category is something one of our six Masters played in a previous appearance. Mm. So keep an eye out for that whenever you see the mega board featured on the show. The poster says six all-time greats, one incredible tournament, Jeopardy! Masters. One of the Masters was quick to comment on that one, James Holtzauer. He says, this poster screams, we know you saw this tournament last year, but a new supervillain has joined the cast for the sequel. And I am here for it. James is going to James. People have even been listening to the promo and listening for the music (laughs) to hear how it has changed and how it is similar. I'm going to make sure we play that music coming up on the pod. I want people to hear the new music. Premiere it here. Here first. Right here on the pod. where we drop all the good stuff. It's good and we can dance along to the beat. But it's just fun to see these reveals for masters i think the excitement is is growing and every time you get to see a new part you know a little piece of the onion peeled Mm -hmm. back Mm -hmm. we're getting close may 8th only a few weeks away so more will happen more will come but right now we have to get into the gameplay exciting week of games so cue those beep boops we hear from so many interesting people on this podcast about their love for learning what if you could learn from the world's best all in one place. You can with Masterclass. With Masterclass, you can learn from the best to become your best. Masterclass is the only streaming platform where you can learn and grow with over 200 of the world's best for just $10 a month. And you can access Masterclass on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even in audio mode. Confidently navigate the media with the influential intellectual Noam Chomsky. Use science to solve your problems with Bill Nye. Or learn from the past with Pulitzer Prize-winning historian Doris Kearns Goodwin. I personally enjoy James Clear's class that is helping me build smarter habits to help tackle daily challenges. Right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com jeopardy. That's 15% off at masterclass.com jeopardy. Masterclass.com jeopardy. Factors ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. When my schedule gets busy, it's nice to have pre-prepared, chef-created, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to my door. With over 35 different options a week to choose from and over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons, make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy with Factor. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. 
Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Head to factormeals.com slash Jeopardy50 and use code Jeopardy50 to get 50% off. That's code Jeopardy50 at factormeals.com slash Jeopardy50 to get 50% off. Well, we kicked off the week with returning champion Rachel Clark facing PJ Brennan and Robbie Ramirez. This was a very classic Monday start where Rachel came out of the gate with a small lead after the Jeopardy round. I think that's not uncommon, especially, you know, she has been on set already for a whole day and a little more comfortable. Yeah, and you're coming in as the you're champion. champion. You're like, I got this. You think like, oh, well, everybody comes into the, you know, not everybody. Every champion comes into the game as a champion. But the difference is that morning briefing, yes. you are introduced to the room as the champion. And yes. that is a good feeling. That's like some Jeopardy street cred right exactly. there. Exactly. In each of the first shows on a tape day, Ken or Mayim will come out to the audience halfway through the Jeopardy round and say hello. That's the first commercial break and the first chance to say hello. So during this break, an audience member asked Ken about the Clue Crew. Yes. Ken says, we hope to do more remote clues, but it won't be plucky young people driving around in a Scooby-Doo van. I guess that's what Ken thinks of me. I was a plucky young person (laughs) at one point, and we did drive around in a brain bus for a period of time. I don't know if anyone remembers the brain bus, (laughs) but it had Alex's image and the Clue Crew images on the side of it. It was like a Winnebago that we wrapped in Jeopardy, you know, photos and imagery. And then we would do contestant searches and live events around the the country with the brain bus. And we wouldn't actually drive it, you know coast to coast, we would fly to a city and then we would sometimes hop in the brain bus and drive from the hotel to the venue and come out like, you know, a clown car of Jeopardy folks. I have a question. Yes. Is the brain bus like the Pope Mobile where it's like there isn't one? It's like there's one everywhere you go? Oh, no, we only had one. You only had one. And we had this awesome driver named Steve and he would head out to whatever the destination was, you know, a week in advance because he had to drive the brain bus across the country wherever we were headed and he would have such fun stories. He'd stop at a gas station. Of course, everyone's like, is Alex Trebek in there? And, you know, sometimes he'd lie and say yes, but I don't think Alex ever did get on the actual bus. There were parades. We would take the bus to, you know, festivals and parades and we'd walk outside the bus waving and the bus would come down and we had one employee grant loud who somewhat resembled Mm -hmm. alex Mm -hmm. so there were times where he'd sit in the passenger seat of the bus and wave he wasn't saying he was alex but people certainly believe that they saw alex in that parade so good memories ken it wasn't a scooby-doo van it was a brain bus and he's right. You know, Ken, like Alex, would love to get out on the road and do some of those remote clue shoots. It was always so special when Alex was hosting to see him in the wild mm-hmm. presenting clues. So we hope to make that happen. Um, but we'll see what happens. And I do want to bring up the other podcast we're working on, This is Jeopardy, is going to have an entire deep dive clue crew episode. <laughs> so if you love hearing these stories, which I do, we're going to take you even uh, further Back to this game, however. Back to this game, Double Jeopardy. Double Jeopardy. Robbie took over. Took over. I mean, almost double the uh, PJ's second place score. He had finished the Double Jeopardy round with 22,400. 12 correct responses, no incorrect responses. Nobody had an incorrect response in that Double Jeopardy round, which I always love. I do too. And we had the quantum science category in honor of World Quantum Day, which is April 14th. Of course. And Spiros, who we actually went to Caltech to shoot with, 
He is the quantum god, I have learned. He has been a scientific consultant on Ant-Man, on Doctor Strange, on Captain Marvel, on Avengers Endgame. He actually coined the phrase quantum realm. Like, he came up with that, and now it's been used in multiple Marvel films. So shooting with him was a lot of fun. He couldn't have been nicer, and it was really fun to just see him speak quantum physics. Like, it just rolls off his tongue. Yeah. Well, I have a great story about Werner Heisenberg. In spite of being just a scientist, he drove a red Ferrari, and he was driving. He got pulled over by the police, and the police officer pulls him over and gets out of his car, and he goes, excuse me, sir, do you know how fast you were going? And Werner Heisenberg said, no, but I know where I am. <laughs> That's my quantum physics joke. That I set good. that up. That was really good. Thank you. Well, Final Jeopardy, Buzzy, was one that we both know and love. Category yes. famous names. In 1966, the year of his death, he shared plans for an experimental prototype community in Florida. Was it a community of yesterday? No. Ooh. It was an experimental prototype community of tomorrow. tomorrow. And that is who is Walt Disney. All three of our contestants knew it, but Robbie had the lead. So he had to get final correct. He did. And he moves on to Tuesday to go up against Mark Such and Kat Jepsen. Robbie finished the Jeopardy round with the lead, but Kat was right on his tail. Yeah, and in Double Jeopardy, Kat found both the Daily Doubles early in the round, scoring a total of $8,000 on her way to a big but not insurmountable lead going into final. And this was a final where everybody missed this one. A tricky Nobel Prize winner. I got to say, if you're going to come on the show, the Nobel Prize, especially for peace, good one to study. Sure. So the clue category you just mentioned, Nobel Peace Prize winners, at times they each lived on Villacazi Street in Soweto. So it claims to be the world's only street home to two Nobel Peace Prize winners. Always difficult when we need two names. Mark and Kat were able to come up with Mandela, but none of our contestants was able to come up with Desmond Tutu. I have to say, we actually went to Soweto Mm. with the Clue crew, and we shot a very similar clue on Villacazi Street. Wow. I have a good friend who is, her family is South African. Her last name is Villacazi, and her uncle was actually in jail with Nelson Mandela on Robben Island. Yeah. Wow. We went there, too. Yeah. And I actually did a clue from his cell. Wow. And it was a really moving experience. Back to the clue. Kat secures the win because she had built that big lead yeah. and a small wager in final allowed her to go on. In the post-game chat, she said, you know, it just kind of floats out of your brain sometimes, the mm-hmm. correct responses. And Ken actually joked that he had an experience of watching himself on Jeopardy at home. And sometimes when the clue would appear, he didn't know it in the moment. But Ken on TV yes, somehow I, <laughs> knew the response. I experienced so that, you as experience well. that as well. Yes. Well, Kat took that victory and floated into the Wednesday game as a returning champion against Laura Caton and Ben Chan. Yeah, in the Jeopardy round, it was all Ben Chan. He had 19 correct responses, only three incorrect. However, one of those incorrect responses was a $7,000 daily double. So despite having a great round, he finished the round with only $2,400. And when Ben wagered that $7,000, even Ken exclaimed, oh, wow, that's a lot of money, Ben. 
Yeah, I enjoyed the interview. As you know, I love the interview section. Ben beat. <laughs> ben talked about beating Aaron Rodgers uh, at pub trivia, and he says that he's legit. And the truth be told, Aaron returned the following week and beat Ben. Uh, he joked, maybe that can be his fun fact. I find it interesting that Aaron is just like going to pub trivia. I know. We didn't ever get an idea of how long ago this happened. So at what point but at what of his point Green was, Bay life. Oh, right. He may have been when he was the alternate right. for Brett Favre. Exactly. I think okay. he could have gone to pub trivia a little bit, you know, unrecognized. Or at least even if he was recognized, they're like, ah, you're the backup QB. Right. How cool can you be? But yeah. Ben Chan is not going to run into him in Green Bay anymore. No, he is not. Mm-mm. Well, in double jeopardy, it was all Ben once again. I mean, 11 correct responses, two correct daily doubles. He has a runaway with $17,000. Yes, and when he did that all in on the first daily double, Ken <laughs> said, oh, not once bitten, twice shy at all. It didn't even phase him. He came back with another big daily double. This time he was correct. In final, Cat was the only one who was correct, but Ben already had that runaway. Interesting thought. Had Ben not had a runaway, there's a good chance he wouldn't even have won this game because he missed final and Cat got it correct. It was just that final clue of double jeopardy that allowed Ben to have the runaway. I just always find these sliding door moments so interesting because he's now going to be a one-day champion, going for a second win. We know he's going to go on to have some more, but it all could have been different. Totally. One clue could have changed it all. I'm I'm one of those people. Everyone uh, talks about my Tuesday, my second game. I should have lost to Jerry Veracunov, didn't. And you would be hosting Inside Jeopardy with someone else today. With Jerry? Yeah. And not Buzzy? Well, maybe not with Jerry, but certainly not with Buzzy. I can't imagine it. Well, you're going to have to imagine it. Ben does not have to imagine <laughs> what it's like to be a returning. I don't have to imagine it, actually, because you're right here. But yes. Yes. Ben is imagining what his second win might look like as he returns to face Peter Early and Liz Jensen in our Thursday game. Yeah. Peter had a good Jeopardy round. He ended with $6,000. But on the strength of a $3,400 daily double, Ben was able to take another strong lead heading into double Jeopardy. Liz and Ben both got final right uh, in this one. Ben finishes with a lovely even $30,000 going into the Friday game. Two-day champion against Kari Elsala and Greg Saja. It was another impressive Jeopardy round for Ben. 14 correct responses. He ends that round just under $10,000. Ben has another amazing double Jeopardy round, finishing with a $20,800 runaway. Uh, Greg did find that first daily double, couldn't convert it. Ben converts a $5,000 daily double, and he heads into the weekend as a champion. He, I do want to say in his post-game chat, he said he felt pretty good about his preparation. We are seeing that play out. He is a very, very dominant player. He spoke with a few people that have been on the show, and the most consistent tip was make sure you eat enough because you don't realize how much energy you use waiting for the show. So he said his mindset coming in was that anything can happen. Enjoy it. It's clear that Ben is enjoying himself. Yes, and we want to let everyone know when you're tuning in today expecting to see Ben Chan going for his fourth win. He was actually unable to travel when we had our next tape days after this. So you will see three new competitors Mm. on the Alex Trebek stage today. Ben will be coming back to join us, but maybe he's just going to enjoy some extra prep time until he comes back. You know, not many people get to 
leave as a three-day champion and then have a little unexpected extra time yeah. to prepare. And also, how about this? He's still a champion. He's never been defeated, so he can just ride that. I mean, it's almost like don't come back as long as possible. Hold it <laughs> off and just be an undefeated Jeopardy champion. Be the champion. Well, I hope Ben <laughs> enjoys being an undefeated Jeopardy champion until he can return. Now let's get into those viewer questions. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, nothing. No tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Ian asks, it was mentioned on the podcast that taking the anytime test on Jeopardy would count as your once a year limit for taking the test. But I've always understood Jeopardy to be a bonus or a free pass, that it did not count against your max of once a year. Well, this is a great question. Yes, Jeopardy is a bonus. Think of it as a free pass. I think we may have misled people a few weeks ago when we talked about this. A little confusion. We thought people were asking if the period they might be contacted for a follow-up test would expire on their earlier date or start again from March 30th because we often have to tell them, you know, it may be months before they hear from us. As it turns out, it stays at your original day. So that is the day that you can think of when you can take the test again when you originally tried out within the year, even if March 30th falls after that. I hope that clears up any confusion. Take the test, people. Take the anytime <laughs> test. You can take it once a year and also take it on Jeopardy. I'm not confused anymore, so thank you, Sarah. Okay, great. Well, Doug asks, leading up to Second Chance and subsequently at the beginning of Season 39, the Jeopardy YouTube channel uploaded highlight clips of each game, with the videos running about three minutes long. I noticed a few months ago that there's been a switch from five unique highlight videos per week to the week's highlights super condensed into one YouTube short. I miss the full highlight videos. Ugh, I feel you, Doug. What caused the change? Is there any chance we can get the full highlight clips back, even if they're just leading up to 2023 second chance slash champion wildcard? Well, Doug, we love that you love them. And we love them, too. We just found that YouTube Shorts was an area that we really wanted to kind of explore. Mm -hmm, and the mm -hmm. highlight was a really great place to feature that. However, they have a much shorter window of time that the highlights can be. So that's why the switch happened. I will tell you, though, we still feel the value of highlights, especially for events that don't happen week in and week out on syndicated Jeopardy. So you can be assured that for Masters, you will be seeing highlights. And for our special tournaments, you will see them as well. TOC and Masters for sure. Most likely, we're going to bring those back for Second Chance and also Champions Wildcard. So don't fret, Doug. We will have highlights for you. And in the meantime, we hope you enjoy the week highlights that are on YouTube Short. Well, that brings us to the end of today's show. As always, join us next Monday for more gameplay discussion, more great viewer questions, more just fun chit-chat about your favorite show. Yeah, fun on the pod. Join us for more of it. In the meantime, make sure to subscribe to the podcast, rate us, leave us a comment, share across social, and follow us at Jeopardy on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, and on TikTok. And send us your questions to InsideJeopardyPodcast at gmail.com. See, See you next, next week. week.